All right, guys, welcome to another edition of Fix Your Franchise, where just three average guys are way above average general managers. And that's why we can fix your franchise. Um, today, we are covering the Raiders. Used to be Oakland. They're no longer in the Bay. They moved to Vegas, and they've been, they've been doing some gambling. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a sure thing uh, i'm gonna go ahead and like i always do i'm adam dirty i've got big tug here say what's up yo big tug and in the building today is the mastermind behind it all coach red what up coach red he aimed to please <laughs> he aims to please i mean he it's his hit, target it's his target and makes sure that happens uh, today, we are covering the Raiders, like I said, formerly Oakland, now Vegas. Um, like I always do, I'm going to start off with Coach Red and send it his way and tell me his thoughts about uh, the Oakland Raiders. So the Vegas Raiders have been sitting there <laughs> <laughs> and betting on themselves and betting big on John Gruden and Mike Mayock since, since Gruden came in. They've actually progressed every year, more wins than the previous seasons. Their offense is not too bad. It's been coming together the last couple of years. They took a flyer on Nelson Aguilar last year, big boom for them, not on the team anymore. Uh, but the big area that they need to really improve is their defense. It was their Achilles heel last year. Didn't lose a ton, brought in Unique Ngakwe to help relieve some pressure for the Cleveland Farrell's Max Crosby's of the world. Kind of address that interior as well. Have Maurice Hurst there, brought in a Quentin Jefferson who has inside and outside versatility. Same thing with Solomon Thomas, former top three pick. So they love athletes and they love guys from big name programs. But the one thing that just perplexes me, I mean, this was a team that was on Russell Wilson's list to get traded to because they had invested a ton of money into the offensive line and they've traded three starters away. Luckily, Incognito opting out last year, took a pay cut, re-signed with them. But their most established guy besides him is Colton Miller. And that's that's an issue for me because they need to protect Derek Carr. He's a quick hitter. He needs to get his five-step, seven-step drop. If he's not protected, that's my big issue with them. And an older John Brown, good value piece, but is he going to really be that guy that there brings rugs back to the, to the top? And for, for protecting Carr, I think one of the, the biggest shakeups was that monumental trade that happened with the 49ers. 49ers hopping up to number three solidifies that they have no interest in drafting a lineman anymore. Uh, so Slater and Dereshaw, which, you know, were projected, uh, as we spoke about earlier in the, you know, 12, 13, 14 range to potentially the, the Niners at 12 and the Chargers at 13. If, if they're jumping that high, they're taking a quarterback, which means there's, 
a lot higher probability that Derrishaw is there at 17, which is going to solidify that offensive line just like they're hoping for. And the big thing, too, <clears throat> with that is with the Dolphins moving back to that 12 range, you could have sat there and said the Dolphins are a good candidate to drop to draft an offensive lineman, get that tackle. But with them jumping back up to six, I think that really leaves the Raiders in a good spot to address that offensive line right there. Or like we've said for a few teams, they're a very solid trade back candidate with the depth that they have in this draft at offensive tackle and that guard tackle combo, like, and like a bear Tucker from USC, you know, Sam Cosme that could be there later. There's a lot of good values that can be had. And if you have some of those edge rushers, maybe like Quiddy Pay start to fall a little bit. Someone wants to jump up and get an Aziz Ojalari. This could be a spot where you can move up a few picks. I mean, the Raiders have just been getting rid of all their sixth and seventh rounders this year and all these trades and getting third rounders, fourth rounders, extra fifth rounders. So they've got seven picks in the draft and none is below round five. So with that, you're going to look at Mike Mayock, John Gruden. They're going to look at these blue blood teams in college, the Michigans, Ohio States, those to Alabama, Clemson. I mean, shoot, this is almost like Clemson, Clemson NFL with how many guys they picked, like uh, Trayvon Mullen and all that. But you're, you're looking there. Cleveland Farrell. Cleveland Farrell. Hunter Renfro. They love Clemson. They do. And I think that they're a spot right now. The division that they're in has got monumentally tougher. You have the Chiefs, who are number one. And you have the a mix after that. They were number two at the Super Bowl. The, the Chargers are sitting there with an emerging rookie. They solidify their offensive line to keep him protected. They've got good weapons around him. And the Denver Broncos are trying to turn into murderous row on defense by just bulking up, not doing a damn thing on offense, but making that defense hopefully the newest era of the no-fly zone. That's so, bit, that division is going to be fun to watch. Like now, now that we kind of just like went through that and being like those three teams below Kansas City are all going to be it's a dogfight. Yeah, it's going to be a dogfight at the bottom down there. And any one of those teams, like I know that you've been really high on Denver this year. No pun intended. <laughs> just, well, that it, that was a natural one right there. And there, I'm with you on that. That episode that we did by the end of it. We were both, we somehow convinced ourselves even, that's how good we are, is that we convinced ourselves <laughs> that Denver is going to be a good team next year if they do this, this, and this. And you know what they did? This, this, and this. And so they they could be scary as well. Uh, Tug, I know you got something to say about that. I don't have anything to say about that at all. I'm, I just, I hate Denver. I, I hate <laughs> <it>. <laughs> uh, I've, I've got an out-of-the-box idea for you guys. Okay. You, you've only got six mil in cap space right now. That's what I'm seeing. I got 8.5. 8.5 mil in cap space. You're hurting already. Go with me. What if we ship Derek Carr? Get him out. Send him to New England, let's say. 
at 17, you might be able to pull Mac Jones. Might be able to. No. If he's around. If. Go with me. If he's around. You get rid of Carr. Huh? And maybe draft Mac Jones. Or at 15, what's the Patriots pick? How about you trade Carr for golf? <laughs> <laughs> I think with the Niners moving up, that puts the top four picks all in play for quarterbacks. So Mac Jones, that next guy. So you look at the Carolina Panthers who they want an upgrade. I don't know they don't want Mac Jones, but I've also seen, you know, there's a lot of the, teams that would like the, him as a backup. The Fal the Falcons, the Falcons could sit there and take an offensive weapon to put on that team. But if they don't, you're really in a spot where Mac Jones is probably going to go off the board. I don't see him getting past the Patriots, but here's a somewhat out of the box thing. He said they're they said they're tight on cap. Why don't they go after an offensive lineman who same draft as a guy that just got paid Buku bucks in Trent Williams, the guy's his own personal agent. Last contract he got was in Bitcoin, so that contract no. went through the roof. No. Russell Okun still no. has a little life left in him and can be one of those older veterans on an offensive line that's going to be very, very, very inexperienced. And I. I actually am still kind of a believer in Carr, I guess. I like him too. I'm saying to free up space. To free up space. Yeah, but I think that because he's been in this program now, getting a little more used to it, that it was Last be, year was his best year. And last year was, yeah, his best year. And he was just a real gunslinger out there last year. And you got to... You got to... You got to give that guy a chance, you know, and there are times there's not, it's not every mediocre quarterback like that, that you see those shining moments where like when they beat the chiefs, like they were what the only team to beat them before uh, the last game of the season when they sat their starters and okay. they still won and the chargers were right in that first game too. I mean, the it's tough in the AFC West. It's tough, tough sledding. Yeah, and so, the, the like, when he played that game, you're like, oh, man, this is a top-tier quarterback, like, when you see him play in a game like that. But then you see him in a game one. where he has one touchdown and three picks. So, if he could get that consistency up, and I think that he can, and he's had stretches where he has, and he's looked great. One last thing on the offense that I want to touch on is they need a big – Big time step forward from Henry Ruggs the third. Um, Waller is number two tight end last year in the NFL. He's going to be a top five guy year in year out. He's got all the tools as a pass catcher that you love. But Ruggs has got to take that step forward. I mean, he was a top pick last year. It's a Mike Mayock, John Gruden special, big time guy from a big name program where you expected him to come in, slot in. Go, go with Nelson Aguilar, who was the wild card. You were expecting Tyrell Williams to be on the field, a little bit pressure off of him, but with Tyrell not being there and Nelson Aguilar, the guy blowing up, I don't think that's what anyone expected. You expected Ruggs to be the dude, and I think he missed some time for COVID last year too. So it's tough to really put his rookie season into full perspective with no offseason. 
but a full off season this year with Carr should do wonders for him. And if it doesn't, that's going to be looked at kind of like Cleveland Farrell pick. Like, why are you picking him this early? I know you love the blue bloods, but you, you sometimes got, don't work out. Yeah. So you got, we're, we're not, we're not playing college ball anymore. We're here in the NFL. We're trying to win. We're trying to win Super Bowls, and they need the guys to do that. I think it all goes right back to the offensive line. Um, that iconic picture of, of the Raiders <laughs> last year, I can picture my head right um, now. where it's an aerial shot and Carr has an eight-yard pocket around him. He's also not, got nine guys protecting him. That's He's got one point. guy on I'm right. saying if you sit there and you look at that picture, you cross off four of those guys because they just let him walk. They didn't even try to maintain that that offensive line but they got Kenyon drake but they <laughs> wasted a lot of money on Kenyon drake you're you're not wrong i there's a lot of decent How much players did you pay drake? too much <laughs> 11 million that's no, like for four, a year 14 14 for two for two years you got josh jacobs, when you have josh jacobs that's what i'm saying too yeah he's a workhorse back <sighs> it hurts me um, there's a lot of offensive linemen out there that are good, better than Russell Okun that you could get for a similar price tag. Villanueva. Villanueva is available. I mean, I'd even say uh, Cam Fleming just because of his age as opposed to Okun. I mean, and if you are wanting to, I mean, Jason Peters is available. He's available. Uh, Marshall Newhouse, you still got Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher available as well. They're going to demand a higher price tag, uh, but their quality, Okun's bounced around the uh, around the league the last four years for a reason. He he's not he's inconsistent. Um, I don't know. Where I want to shift the focus now is to the defense. I mean, they did make some moves there, like I said, bringing in. Yannick Ngakwe, Quint Jefferson, Solomon Thomas should help with that pass rush, but I'm not the biggest fan of their secondary either or their linebacking court. I mean, Corey Littleton, they signed him to some big bucks last year, was a big player for the Rams, you know, started as a special team standout and then actually played almost at a Pro Bowl level at the linebacker position, but really didn't play that way. I think they got Pete Bukowski as well on that squad. So you've got some named guys, but I think that round two is probably going to be an area that they look to kind of help with the, you know, safety position. I like Jonathan Abrams. No, don't like Jeff Heath back there that much. Or you could actually kind of look at uh, the Mizzou linebacker, Nick Bolton. Big Bolton. Big, heavy, downfield hitter. I mean, you want to get back – to the when the Raiders were just that scary mean defense. I think that their defensive line has taken a step forward. And then even in the first round, if they don't trade back, I'm, I've seen Caleb Caleb Fairley slipping in drafts because of his outpatient back procedure, but he looked just fine at his pro day. If he's there at 17, you've got to take him if you're the Raiders. He's an upgrade for your cornerback position. Bump one of those guys into the slot in your nickel package. I mean, this guy is a bona fide number one corner when healthy, and I'm not as concerned as some of the other people out there with himself. 
What if Micah Parsons is available at 17? He, uh, I'm seeing hit and miss. It's either nine to the Broncos. It's either nine to the Broncos or fallen hard because of his his character concerns. Um, <laughs> yeah, his character concerns. Of, I'm not worried about that when the guy runs like a like a two four he six ran, forty. Yeah, you're in a four three nine forty. So, I mean, it, he's got a lot of mixes on that, you know, is he the person to take or not? But the one of the linebackers I think that they should target who is climbing draft boards, guesses, dirty, coach, Zayvon Collins, Tulsa. I see him more, I see him more as that outside, you know, three, four edge rusher type he, of guy. He is, but, but he plays really well in coverage too. Uh, if they're looking to bolster that linebacking court, you know, that's a guy that is going to be available at, at 17. And we all know how much the Raiders like to draft people well above where they should be drafted. Cleveland Farrell. <clears throat> and who, what pick do they have this year? 17. Or 17. Uh, I mean, I would almost try to jump back into maybe even like one of those gadget players on the offense at 17. Tony? No, no. They, they, they drafted Ruggs last year. They don't need yeah. a gadget player. They've got John Brown and Ruggs, who are both the same person a couple years apart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they got that. But it's, well, it did seem like they needed they number one. Utilize him. Maybe, yeah. You want a number one wide receiver that should still be on the board? Bateman. Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman. Out of Minnesota. Out of this year to get ready. And here, here's kind of a sneaky pickup. The guy's kind of one of those defensive weapons, can play, uh, can can rush can rush a little bit from the linebacker positions, played a little bit of safety, played, played outside coverage. So if you're looking for coverage linebacker, and I've seen him sliding down draft boards lately. Yeah, you might be able to snag him in the second round, and that's Jeremiah Wusu Kormoa out of Kormoa. Kormoa, dude. It, it could be a sneaky slide pickup from the Bluebird program, like they like. Could be around when they're sitting there in the second round. It could really shore up their their pass, you know, pass defense because the big thing with them is they gave up a ton of big plays last year. They weren't able to get to the quarterback consistently. Their best guy was Max Crosby, who had 15 tackles for loss, seven sacks. Unique Ngakwe should help. This should take a lot of pressure off of Cleveland Farrell. So you're hoping that with those additions on the defensive line, they're creating more pressure, which is going to put your corners in better positions to make plays, get quarterbacks off their timing. But if you get Wusakor Moa in the second round, he he's a very versatile piece because he could play that – Big nickel safety. He can play. He can rush the passer. He can hop out and get on that tight end. I mean, you're in a division with Travis Kelsey. This is the type of guy that you want to cover Travis Kelsey. All right. New scenario. (laughs) (laughs) I'm liking where they're at. I want them. I mean, if a top tier offensive lineman's not available, which there's a good chance there's not. And taking Vera Tucker or Cosme at that pick is way too high. I feel that 
they are their trade back candidates. Follow with me, trade back, get a early second round, even even if you trade back late, late first, it has to be late first. That's fine. Great. Aim for what about Javon Holland? Safety. No, no, no. I'm talking at pick 48. Okay. Pick 48. Yeah. You use your trade back, maybe draft Asante Samuel Jr. late in the first. Great bloodlines. Good bloodlines, exactly. Um even like a Trayvon Morig. Um, I love Trayvon Morig. He's fringe first, late, late first, early second. Trade back, get a little more draft capital than you already have, and bolster that defense. Your offense is is good. You've got a back to build around. You've got the one of the best. To replace the line you tied in. <laughs> in the entire country uh if you trade back bolster that a little bit there's good offensive tackles and guards in the second round creed Humphreys should be around um jalen mayfield is a really is a underestimated tackle out of michigan i mean there's a lot of players if you're not going to get that that big name that you're looking for in the first round trade back bolster your your picks and and just stack up on on rookie deals since you don't have any money. Mike, Mayock. <laughs> come on, come on, Mike. Mike, listen in. I mean, I think we've laid out pretty well how they can try and keep doing that progression. And shout out to John Gruden. Knock on wood twice if you're with me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Shout out to that hard knocks <laughs> episode. But I mean, John Gruden has built this legacy on being the guy that quarterbacks hate and the rest of the players on this team love. And I think that what they need to do, they just picked up a, I think they just picked up Gus Bradley as their defensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. So that should be an improvement bringing in that because I mean, when he was with the Seahawks, when he was with the Jacksonville Jaguars and more recently of the chargers, I believe, I mean, they all had pretty good defenses behind them. So if you see that uptick in defense from them, I like the players that they've acquired this offseason. And, I mean, like we said, seven picks, none are later than the fifth round. And, you know, three in the first three and then fourth, fifth, fifth. So, I mean, it's time It's time for them to really take that next step forward, be that playoff contending team. Because if not, they put they gave John Gruden a 10-year deal. Mike Mayock is supposed to be the draft guru. I mean, I saw the guy on the NFL network every year when I take it off to watch the NFL draft. I mean, this is their time where they should have built the pieces. They've had three years to get uh, two years of Mike Mayock. This is Gruden's fourth year going into it. So he's been there for three. It's time to make that step forward. It's time to do it because if you're not, then I don't know if that recipe is going to work. I think they've got some of the good pieces. I think offensively they're going to need to tie it together, but for where they are right now, they're they're one of those like they were this year. They're a fringe playoff team. They're a fringe playoff team. I mean, they're one fate like ill-advised face mask where Fitz Magic drops a 50-yard bomb on a dime from you know actually potentially being in the playoffs. I mean, that that in the last seconds of that game eliminated them from contention with two weeks to go. They're right there, they're ready to roll. I think I think that they 
one or two pieces away. Yeah, and like we said, they're going to have to do it because of that division that they're in right now because those other teams are making moves too. And, of course, they got the Chiefs. I mean, and right now, that's the team that people worry about playing and they get to play them twice. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the thing about that too. So you got to be prepared to be in that, that hard-nosed division. Um, so I think that pretty much wraps it up for our Raiders episode. Uh, as always, thanks for tuning in, guys. We appreciate y'all. Um, like we said, we're just three average guys being above average GMs. Peace.